So my friends, every year on the second Sunday of Lent, on the first Sunday of Lent, we read the, um, the account of our Lord's uh, temptation. And on the second Sunday of Lent, we um, hear the account of the transfiguration. And it's every year uh, at the beginning of our Lenten journey, near the beginning of the Lenten journey. And the transfiguration is accounted in the three Gospels that we have at Matthew, Mark, and Luke, um, is always right after Peter's um, rejection of our Lord uh, and rebuke that Jesus says he's going to suffer and die. Peter takes him aside and says, God forbid. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, and rebukes him. Uh, and then that whole thing. And then we have a week later, Jesus takes them up the mountain for the transfiguration. St. Leo the Great tells us that the purpose of the transfiguration was to remove the scandal of the cross. That they're scandalized that this Jesus, who is the Messiah, is going to suffer and die. And so it's to remove the scandal of the cross. So he shows them his glory um, and that this is who it is. He's not just a, a worldly leader. He's not just a nice spiritual guru. That he is the glorified Messiah. To remove the scandal of the cross and to look at what the telos, the end of the moral life, should be. And that's what we should see in the transfiguration, the glory that we want to attain. We want to attain glory with our Lord. We want to be filled with the light of his glory. And so at the beginning of our Lenten journey, the church puts this before us. So that we too can see the glory that we are striving for in the Lenten season that we want to be glorified with Christ. And that when we see the transfiguration, notice it's still Jesus. He's transfigured, but it's still him. When we grow in holiness, we are still us, but we are transfigured. We're glorified by the grace of God. And so we don't become someone else. It's not like to live the moral life, to live a life of holiness, like, oh, I got to be St. Francis of Caesar, or Blessed Michael McGivney, or Blessed Guadalupe, or St. Therese. I got to be them. No, no. Rather, I have to be me. I have to be the saint that only I can be. Jesus is glorified, but he's still Jesus, right? And that we still need to be us when we are filled with the glory of God. Right when Eliza's baptized um, in a few weeks, like she stays Eliza, but she becomes an adopted daughter of God filled with the grace of God. You, we stay who we are, but we're glorified, we're lifted up, we are transfigured, if you will. Uh, and so this is the path of holiness. This is what we want to be. Don't try to be someone else. Be the saint that only you can be. Now, how do we do that? What do we do? Well, Peter, poor Peter, can't get it. I mean, he, you know, he gets it right with you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. But after that, he's got a pretty bad track record. So he says, um, you know, here's this glory of our Lord. And Peter's like, great, let's build three tents, or actually the word is tabernacles, and let's keep this glory up here on the mountain. This is great. Lord, we're here on the mountain with the glory we're going to keep it here. And that, you know, that can be for us the temptation that our life of holiness stays here in the church. That my life of holiness, my relationship with the Lord is when I'm here in this church with all these wonderful people, uh, when I come to Eucharistic adoration, um, all these times which are good, those are mountaintop experiences, but let's keep it here. You know, let's keep our religion right here in these walls where it's safe, 
Let's keep our relationship with our Lord right here, where we can just box it off and keep it kind of divided from the rest of our lives. Peter wants to keep, let's keep this glory only on the mountain. We're all going to just stay here. And our Lord um, corrects that. Actually, it's the voice of the Father that corrects that. He had no idea what he was saying. And then the Father speaks from the cloud. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. The one that you just said, God forbid, Lord, this is never going to happen to you. This is my beloved Son. Listen to him. Listen to our Lord. We need to actually let our Lord teach us. If we want to live a life of holiness, not just about putting God in a safe little space in our city or in our world, in our hearts, rather actually listen to him. We need to let our Lord's teaching shape us and move us. We need to add, do we actually listen to Jesus? Do we actually take the words of the gospel as reality for us? Do we take our inspirations in our times of prayer as reality for us? Do we let our Lord shape us and guide us? Or do we just kind of section off that part of our mind, that part of our heart? We leave our religion over there where it's safe and we go about the rest of our daily life. No, this is my beloved son. Jesus, the beloved son of the father. Listen to him. Pay attention to what he says. He's going to teach us the way of holiness. He's going to teach us and it takes the cross. It's going to have to take that we are going to die with him if we really want to rise with him. And then, and this is something that I love, um, that when they look up, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. So the transfigured glory has, has been um, recontained, right? Because Fulton Sheen actually says that he thinks like that state of transfiguration was what our Lord would have always been, but that he veiled it for us to be able to approach him. And so they looked up and they saw, they didn't see anyone else but Jesus alone with them. And the Jesus that they know, the Jesus that they've been spending this time with in probably the last year and a half or so, living day by day with, the Lord that they knew, their friend, Jesus. And that's actually, when we approach the life of holiness, we look up and we see our friend, Jesus. He's our friend. And he leads us along the path of holiness. But in an ordinary way. And that, you know, St. Jose, Jose Maria Escrivo would say, if you and I can't find Jesus in the most ordinary of details, in the most ordinary events, we'll never find him at all. We have to see, well, do we find our Lord in the ordinary, in the everyday? Are we willing to find him there? Do we only find him when we're here at church? Or can we find our Lord in the everyday actions? Can we find him in doing little things for his love? This is what it means to love God. This is what it means to grow in holiness. That we find our Lord in the daily actions, in the daily events. Every little thing we do, we can do out of love for God. Every action of every day, the most ordinary things we do out of love for God. If we do them in that way, we find that, yes, even that, as a baptized son or daughter of God, even the little actions of the day, the most seemingly insignificant, are paths of tremendous holiness. That's where we find Jesus. That's where we find his glory. That's where we find the path to holiness. If we can't find him in the ordinary, in the everyday, uh, St. Maria also said, for the modern apostle, an hour of study is an hour of prayer. That doesn't mean that we, you know, do all of our work and we don't spend any time in prayer. No, no, no. But rather what it means is we can just find, like, okay, in, if I'm a student, in my times of, of studying, 
Like this is offered to God out of love. I offer all of this out of, to God out of love. The little things, right? The totally little things. We offer them to God out of love. Uh, parents with children who, who aren't potty trained yet, like even changing dirty diapers, offered to God out of love becomes a path of holiness. Like that's the path. That's it. If we do it out of love for God, even things like that, they're, they're the path. And if we can't find Jesus there, how are we going to find him anywhere else? We're called to live our holiness in the midst of the world, not just have it sectioned off in, some, in just a particular building at a particular time. And so we need to live this along the path of Lent, to seek our Lord in each and every moment, in each and every opportunity, every little thing we do. We can do it with tremendous love. And we put more and more love into these little things, these seemingly insignificant tasks. And that, we look up and see Jesus, our friend Jesus, ordinary, but God, Jesus, there with us. And so as we continue our Lenten journey, let's have our eyes fixed on what the goal is, transfiguration, to be the saints that only you and I can be, to be transfigured by the glory of God, to be filled with his glory, but that expressing itself in living out holiness, tremendous holiness in the midst of our everyday life, finding and doing the smallest actions out of love for God. We should ask Our Lady to help us. Think about the way that Mary, our mother, um, would have cared for Christ, him, Christ himself in all the you know, duties as he was growing up. and taking. She did these little things but with tremendous love. And so we should ask our mother to pray for us and teach us the way um, as an example and to intercede for us so that we, too, can find in the little things the path of love and reach that transfigured glory, being filled with the grace of God, uh, truly living to our full potential as sons and daughters of God the Father.